Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. Today we're talking about how to talk about giving. Yes, we're going to talk about money. I know that's not the favorite subject. Well, I don't know if it's anybody's favorite subject for that matter, specifically inside of the context of a church. But talking about money is one of those things that for a lot of us, we hear it, it gives us the heebie-jeebies. We just don't want to go there. It's kind of like the third rail, don't want to touch it, don't want to go near it. But at some point, you may have to talk about money. You may have to talk specifically about giving. That's where a lot of us have to, if we have to talk about money, that's typically where we're going to have to spend our time. And sometimes we have to do that when it comes to maybe like a giving campaign. Maybe you're trying to build a new building. Maybe you're talking about trying to give money towards a missions project. At some point, you have some sort of goal, some sort of thing that you want to talk about. Or maybe it's just like, hey, your pastor or your elders or your, uh, you know, whatever you have trustees, whatever your, your governing board is, your deacons has decided, Hey, you know what? We need to do a giving campaign. We need to, need to talk about stewardship is maybe the word you hear or financial responsibility. Typically it's stewardship. That's, that's the, that's the language you hear. And then typically they roll out some sort of sermon series, maybe on like Nehemiah building the wall or something like that. But at some point you're going to end up having to talk about giving. And it be honest with you, for a lot of us, it's just really awkward. So what are some things you can do to kind of make it a little less awkward and hopefully give you some handles, tangible things that you can do to alleviate some of that pain and pressure, but effectively still get your job done. Even though at the end of the day, you still not be be cool with it or just feel awkward about it. You got to do it. So I'm going to give you three things I think would be really helpful for you when you're talking about money and giving, when you talk about those Give, taking up the offering, tithing, what are those, whatever that is that you call it in your denomination. I'm going to kind of give you some handles for some things to think through that I think will uh, hopefully alleviate some of that pressure. First thing, when you talk about money, you need to make sure that when you're talking about money, giving, generosity, however you phrase it, you need to make sure you tie it to something tangible. One of the things I think is interesting is, is we've, we're at this point where we expect people to give money to an institution without actually talking about what the actually going to happen with the money. And I, I totally understand why I think that's the case because I think for the last maybe a hundred years or so modern institutions were able to do that. Specifically churches were able to say, if you give money to us, you know, X, Y, and Z, that's what you're supposed to do. Point it out in scripture. And it was kind of the end all be all and you're done. However, I think with this new generation of young people coming up, whether it be Gen Z, millennials, et cetera, I think there is this sense of to show me what you're actually going to do with the money. What is it that you're actually going to make happen with it? So I think it's really important that you uh, uh, you uh, connect it to something tangible. So when I say something tangible, I mean maybe one or two different things. One, um, tie it to maybe something that has a spiritual context to it. So in other words, um, when you have, say, you report on numbers of, say, number of kids who came to VBS and came to know Christ, and then you can tie that to spiritual giving. You can say, hey, look, because of your faithful giving, we're able to put on VBS and X amount of kids are, are able to come to know Christ. Or we're, we're, we're allowed to reach X amount of families because of your faithful giving, because of because of that giving, we're able to do VBS. So you, you tie it to something like tangible, like they can get a grasp on, and then there's a spiritual connection to it. So it, it says like, hey, your giving allows us to do these things. And within that, so there's a spiritual context to it. The second part is, is sometimes it's really great. There's a physical context to it. In other words, because of your faithful giving, we're able to purchase backpacks for kids who go back to school. Um, 
because of your faithful giving, we're able to, you know, provide homeless, you know, provide money to X homeless shelter, which is able to do X, Y, and Z. But you got to tie it to something tangible. If you're saying because of your faithful giving, you know, we're able to preach the gospel, that's great, but you're not tying it to something that's actual tangible that people can kind of put their, wrap their minds around. It becomes kind of this nebulous kind of uh, abstract thing. And that's what you want to do. You want to take the abstract out of it and make it as tangible as possible. Because when you do that, people kind of get a grip on it real quick and they kind of go, oh, you're referring to this thing. And this thing makes sense to me. That's why I want to give. Now, Again, you can, you know, I don't want to create it so you're creating a scenario by which you're moving from cause to cause to cause and not understanding the the discipline of tithing. But at the same time, attaching it to something spiritual and physical, uh, something tangible, if you will, I think will greatly increase your audience's um, chances of actually getting the message and then latching onto why you want them to give. Uh, number two, don't get caught up in giving numbers, get up in terms of like total dollars, get really obsessed with participation. For a lot of us, when it talks about giving, we can, we can do this thing where we assign a number where we say, you know, we want to reach X amount of dollars for our missions offering. And that's great. I think goals are really, really important. I think, however, one of the problems with those goals is, is those numbers can really be misstated or honestly be misled, uh, be mis- misleading. Now, what I mean by that is, is you can say for missions this year, we're going to give like $20,000. But if somebody walks up with the $19,000 check, you can reach your goal, but really did everybody actually in the congregation actually really pull in to make that happen? Well, you know, the math says, no, they didn't. Um, why? Because one person gave a tremendous amount and that can happen in certain cases. What you really want to look for is possibly instead of looking for a dollar amount, look for participation. How, how close can you get to a hundred percent of your congregation participate in giving? Uh, cause what that does is it get, brings together a sense of togetherness and it also brings a sense of together of like, we're all, we're in, we're all in this together. And again, it kind of reinforces and kind of gets more people on board in terms of understanding that giving is something that every person does. So instead of focusing on a number, which again, I understand you have to have a goal because you know, you, you, you if you're going to build a building, you kind of know the total, what the building's going to cost. So therefore you got a goal. focus on really ramping up participation percentage. Focus on that aspect of it. And that actually, I think, alleviates some people for saying, hey, we're just asking you to participate. It doesn't matter if you give 10, 20, 100 bucks. We're just asking you to participate because we want everybody to be all in on whatever campaign you're running, whatever that is. Look for participation versus getting caught up in the total number of the dollars you give. Number three, I think this is probably the most important given when I know about, specifically about Gen Z, is you need to be transparent as possible with your dollars. You should make it really easy for people to find out where the money's going. They shouldn't have to dig or call or um, you know, kind of have to pry and then repeatedly ask. You should make it really, really simple for people to say, here's our budget, here's where the money goes. Uh, and I say get transparent with your budget as possible. This is really important, specifically for Gen Z. One of the things I find when I'm working with Gen Z is, is if there's not a layer of transparency with whoever they're dealing with, it automatically, the mistrust factor goes up exponentially and they get turned off by whatever it is that they think that you're doing um, because they really feel like that money is probably not going to good use if you're not being very transparent about how you're spending your money. Now, keep in mind, if you're starting to be transparent about how you're spending money, yeah, you're gonna have to start answering questions about like salaries, who gets what, how money's being spent. But you know what? That's part of the part of the deal. When you ask for people for money, you have to have this high level of transparency. And I think transparency is becoming greater and greater, specifically for churches that I think are 
larger in scale, given the amount of money that they're they're currently bringing in. You want to kind of obviously you want to be above the board. I think one of the ways to do that is be very very transparent with the way the money. Make it super easy for people to understand where the money is going. I don't want you to hide details, but you know simplify things in such a way people get a good ballpark for how the money is going. And if they want to go in further detail, you know point them to a place on the website with maybe a more detailed budget. But the most important thing is is be very, very transparent with where the dollars go and keep emphasizing that transparency. That goes back to the first point, which is connect to something tangible in terms of spiritual and physical. By being transparent, you're reinforcing the tangible things that the money is going towards. And that's going to be really important. So here are the three things again, just to recap real quick. Connect to something tangible, whether it's spiritual or physical, but you need to connect to something. Focus to focus on number of people that are participating versus a total overall number. This will kind of give everybody sense that we're all in this together and it kind of builds a hopefully a flywheel effect with everybody participating. And number three, be very transparent with the way you talk about your money in terms of what the money's doing and where people can find out how the money's being spent. Transparency is going to be key specifically as you're dealing with millennials and really Generation Z as they come into full effect here in your congregations. So there you go. That's some hopefully better ways for you to talk about giving money with your church. Thank you so much for listening this episode of Let's Get Practical. I appreciate it. Leave us a rating on iTunes. You can also subscribe there as well, along with Spotify and Google Play. Until next time, y'all take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.